You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today I'm talking with Gary Sullivan about why leaders invest in themselves. Before we dive a little bit more into this, I want to announce that there is a webinar coming up. It's about influencing in the post-COVID era and what you can do to be effective in that, what kind of obstacles you need to be aware about and all these kind of different things. In this webinar, we'll also speak about the upcoming launch of the Effective Statistician Leadership Program. So check out theeffectivestatistician.com to learn more about this. Go to the show notes here and find the webinar and register for this. And please tell your colleagues about it. And now some music. Leadership is such an enormously important thing. And during the discussion with Gary today, you will learn about why it's so important and also what it takes to become a leader. And you'll get lots of lots of insights about this. So check out the upcoming episode and also check out PSI because I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities, access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode. Uh, today, I'm really happy to have Gary with me together, and we'll talk about leadership. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing great, Alexander. Very good. So, as you know, we are both very, very much, very passionate about leadership. And recently, we were thinking about a couple of characteristics of leadership. And so, we started writing blog posts about it. And in these episodes, we want to expand a little bit on these different themes. And the, the first really kind of nice intro into this series of episodes is leaders have a passion for getting better and leaders have a passion for learning and developing. And for that, Gary wrote a really, really nice uh, post that starts with a story. Uh, Gary, maybe you can tell a little bit about the background stories there. Yeah, so this goes back to when we were doing our leadership program at Lilly, and we would have speakers come in from, from either the inside of the company or, or outside. And, and in this, on this occasion, we got a, a pretty well-regarded basketball coach, college basketball coach at the time by the name of Brad Stevens. And we convinced him to come in and give a, a, a quick presentation on leadership and some of his thoughts and his journey. And he told a story, and this again gets back to the, this idea of learning. He, he shared a lot of different ideas and stories, but one of them really stuck with me is the story of when he was just starting out as a head coach 
pretty early in his career, and he really hadn't accomplished much. He'd won, I think, a, a conference title or so. And he was invited to this coach's meeting to give a talk. And in his talk, he just talked about some of the strategies they employ and some of the things they do in terms of practices and such. And as he was giving this talk, he noticed that another coach by the name of Billy Donovan, who was a college basketball coach, much more accomplished at the time, had actually just won his second college national championship, which is no small feat. I mean, not just to win one, but to win two in a row. And he noticed as he was talking that that Coach Donovan was sort of furiously taking notes and looking up at him and scribbling down what he was saying. And at the time, he was wondering, like, what could this coach, this very accomplished coach who just won two national championships, learn from me? And later, I think in his career, a few years later, he realized that he was looking for every edge possible. So even though he had done, made a lot of, uh, had been very successful as a coach, he, he knew that, you know, the game was always changing. There were new ideas and he was always looking for new ideas, looking to learn, looking to get better from, from anyone. Okay. Even someone who maybe wasn't as, as accomplished as him. And uh, Coach Stevens kind of shared this message that you always need to get better. You always need to look to those around you or look for ways or do your own research and, and find ways to get better. And the nice sort of end to the story is that obviously a couple of years after that, that encounter that he had, Coach Stevens took his team to consecutive national championships. He, he lost both of them, but that was a huge accomplishment for a school his size. And then shortly after that, he was hired by the Boston Celtics, one of the, the more storied professional sports teams here in the United States basketball team. And he coached the Celtics for a number of years, maybe five or six years thereabouts. And then within the last couple of years, within I think the last year, he was named as the president of basketball operations. And it, to me, again, that's a really nice ending to the story of someone that made this observation about always needing to get better. And then years later, so 10 years after he gave this talk, he's pretty much at the, at the top of the pyramid. I mean, for a, a basketball guy, you couldn't get much better than being the president of, again, one of the more storied professional franchises here in the United States. So it's a great testimony to if you keep getting better, you'll keep having success. So that, I think that's the well, that was the theme in, in for statisticians, not just around leadership, but around anything. But I think particularly leadership is something that statisticians need to recognize that they need to develop those skills and continuously get better with those skills. Yeah, I love it. It's a I have heard similar kind of stories about other leaders I've met. I know that um, one of the leadership coaches that I learn a lot from is, is Michael Hyatt. And I heard, you know, about people that presented in his conferences and he would sit in the front row and take notes all the time. Or I remember meeting with Walt Offen, one of the most accomplished statisticians, most senior statistician at the time when I was at Lilly. And he would ask me all kind of different questions to learn more about what's what's going on in medical affairs, what I know in terms of theories that he doesn't know about, all these kind of different things. So he would always kind of learn, learn more. And finally, it really speaks to one of the principles that Stephen Covey talks about in his book, 
habits of highly effective people, it's sharpening the soul. You know, he talks about this, this story where you have, you know, a couple of people that cut trees and there, there are some that will kind of go for it and go for it and go for it and always try to further cut. But there's others that take time to pause and sharpen the saw so that they thereafter can work much more effectively. Yeah. And I think that is, that is one of the key, key takeaways here is you need to take time to improve your, your tools, your skills, your knowledge. Only that way you, you, know, you can get faster and better. Yeah, I like the way that, that that phrase of sharpening the saw, I think, really captures it. And I think for, for statisticians, and, and we can talk about both technical statisticians as well as statisticians that are in administrative roles. But initially, with regard to technical statisticians, they need to sharpen the saw in two ways. Mm -hmm. And the, the one way is with regard to their technical skills. And I think most statisticians do a good job here in terms of constantly, even after they get out of graduate school, you know, reading papers, doing their own research, investigating new methods, applying new methods, attending conferences, going to seminars, talking with colleagues, you know, reading, like I said, technical journals or, or new books on new topics. And I think most statisticians are very good with regard to sharpening the saw that way. I think the way they're, they're not as good is from the standpoint of, if you want to call it non-technical skills or soft skills, or as we call it, leadership skills. Because initially, I think people come out of, of their graduate training ready for the technical challenges. And most, I think, enter industry with kind of a consultant mindset. They're there to solve problems, and, and oftentimes it's people bringing them problems. But the, the really good technical statisticians who are very experienced know that as you go through your career, that that game changes. You can't be reactionary. You have to think with an ownership mindset or a leadership mindset. You have to move from tactical thinking to strategic thinking. You need to maybe seek out problems. You need to expand your understanding of your organization or your cause. And that requires a different set of, of skills. And I see a lot of people, I think there are some statisticians that figure that out very well, but many don't, or it takes them a long time. And, and I've, I've got a couple of thoughts on, on how, to, how they can do that, but uh, I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We become statisticians because we love statistics. And as soon as we hit the industry, we soon realize being a great statistical, great statistical science person, a great statistician, is not enough. It's, it's great to have an idea, but it doesn't lead to any value if it's not implemented. And you can be the, you know, have the most statistical skills in the world. If it's not applied, there's no value for the organization. And you are only uh, you are only employed because you bring value to the organization, not because of your statistical knowledge. And so, I very often think of it as a as a kind of quadrant. You can on one axis you have your statistical skills, on the other axis you have your leadership, your influencing skills. 
And it's really about the, the size of this quadrant. If you have very little leadership skills and lots of knowledge, doesn't help. Lots of leadership skills, no knowledge, doesn't help either. You need to have both. And of course, at the beginning, it makes sense to uh, you know, invest in the, in the knowledge. But as soon as you're, let's say, one, two years into your career, start investing in influencing skills like communication skills, better presentation skills, better listening skills, better influencing skills, better negotiation skills. All these different things become so much more important. Yeah, and and I think there's there's a couple ways that that you can do that. I mean, obviously, we we advocate for for training for leadership type training or this type of soft skills training, but there's a couple other ways that I think you you can complement that really well. And one is to seek out role models, and these mm-hmm. don't have to be people that you speak with necessarily. It can be people that you you work around and observe, and and I would say both good and bad role models. And not just settling on just one or two, but get a wide range because you'll get a nice display of different approaches and, and understanding and application of those skills, like you said. Um, I think a lot of times people get hung up maybe on, on one role model. And if, mm-hmm. if that role model isn't a good role model, then they learn some bad habits or if, if they just have a couple role models. So observing lots of people is, is one thing to do. The other thing is seeking out mentors and coaches. So this, these would be people that you work closely with that can help once you, you have a, a sense of how you want to approach this, uh, seeking out people that can, can help you with, with these various types of skills. Uh, so, so that's, I think, another important thing. The other important thing, I think, is formal training as we provide. You get really in-depth and really dig into a lot of these things that Alexander talked about. So, you know, communication, presentation, negotiation, conflict resolution, business acumen, just influence in general. A lot of these skills, again, it's, it's just like as we would criticize someone who just found a method online and tried to apply it. We would argue from a technical standpoint of, no, you really need to dig down into that method and understand the theory and where it's best applied. The same thing goes for leadership skills. There, there's a lot more to it than just, oh, someone told me a, a nice way to give a presentation. There's an art and a science behind those things that you need to dig into. You know, self-reflection, taking a step back and, and looking at at how you're doing things and being critical of yourself or looking for ways to constantly improve. I think that's a, that's another big part of, of getting better regard to some of these things. So, Yeah, but that you can only do if you practice and you know what to look out for. So it's, it's if you're just driving, but you don't know what good looks like or why things certain fail, you yeah. can't really get better. So that's why formal training is so much uh, important. The other thing is speaking about it helps so much. That is why within our uh, leadership program, we have these small group discussions that help to dig deeper into the topics and really understand the different concepts and also learn from uh, stories that you have gone through, experiences that you have gone through. A final thing that I say is, I once heard this kind of quote, 
all leaders are readers. That not necessarily the other way around, but certainly all, <laughs> all leaders are readers. It says there are really awesome books about various, various topics. And we speak about these in our course as well, because there's lots of great things from negotiation, communication, listening, uh, presentation, all these kind of different things. And of course, you know, you can spend years reading all these books and trying to practice from it, or you take a course and then you get everything kind of bite-sized and will fit together. Yeah, and like you said, I think discussions with other people are are really helpful too. That that helps you test some of what you're thinking and, and hear from others' experiences and such as well. The the one other thing I want to talk about quickly with regard to this is not just for technical leaders, but for administrative leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a very important part of continuing to get better too as an administrative leader because now, uh, just similarly to the technical side, you're you're leading people, okay. On the technical side, you're trying to influence people and maybe you're leading small groups or teams, but on the the administrative side, your responsibilities are primarily around people and the same things apply. As I said, sometimes I think people have bad role models. So as they start to lead people, they, they mimic or imitate the way that they were led. And maybe that wasn't the best way. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why some of the same ideas apply in terms of looking around at different people and seeing how they're leading their organizations and some of the things that they do, looking for mentors and coaches, actually taking training. Again, I think people can get kind of settled in. You get your first supervisor role, and in some ways you think that validates you as a people leader. And that's not true. The, The journey is just beginning. So you, you need to, to maybe take what, what you've learned so far and add to that. So training, reading books, self-development, reflection, talking with others. That's what I think one of the more frustrating things that, that I've recognized. And I think a lot of people, once they get their first supervisor role, they feel kind of settled in with how they're managing and leading people. And I think that's, that's where those folks need to dedicate themselves to people leadership and and start that same type of a a journey. Completely agree. And even more if you become a a director level where you are a supervisor of supervisors, it only gets more complex. And what brought you to the first level or to the second level will bring you to the third one. There's more and more topics coming in. And Honestly, it gets less and less technical and more and more about influential and people. Because in the end, you're really there to help your organization work effectively. And there's mostly people leadership. Of course, it helps if you have some technical knowledge. But I know of great leaders that have very, very little technical knowledge, or at least didn't use it in in their leadership. Because actually, even it can uh, come into the way. Because you think you know it, and therefore you basically block down other ideas from other people in the organization that may even be know it better, but you just don't listen to them anymore. Yeah. So that's... yeah, I think one of the one of the final things here I would say with regard to both technical leadership and administrative leadership, and even what we would refer to as kind of the the group leader leadership where you have both the technical responsibilities and people responsibilities is that you, you need to, to be yourself. 
you, you need to find the leadership style that works best for you, not necessarily just imitate someone else's approach because you have a unique set of experiences and skills and talents. And, it, and if you, you do those things, if again, if you, if you look, look, observe other people, get some mentors, coaches, do your training, you'll find that sweet spot. But again, the, the most important thing here is, as Alexander said, to, to keep sharpening the saw along the lines of both your technical skills, if you are a technical statistician, and also your, your leadership and people skills. Thanks so much, Gary. So if you found that helpful, check out our homepage with all the details about our leadership program. And maybe see you inside. Thanks a lot. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and her team at VVS who helps with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician. Mm-hmm.